Hello and welcome to Yumi and the Economy. The uncertainties of the market and the economy continue as the Russia-Ukraine war completes a month. Back home as soon as the elections are over comes the petrol diesel price hike. Here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. Within a few days of announcements of election results in five states, Quite unsurprisingly, retail prices of petrol and diesel were hiked after a 137-day freeze. The hike was marginal and therefore it is understood that this is perhaps only the first step in a larger cumulative increase that oil marketing companies or OMCs need to make in order to cover their losses. We got the first indication of the quantum of this loss when the price of bulk diesel was hiked by rupees 25 per liter on Sunday earlier this week. We should note that the price of bulk diesel is usually lower than retail. as the buyers have a window for negotiation with OMCs the other indication came from refiners like Reliance who as per some reports in the media have halved their diesel supply in the domestic market to cut losses this seems logical because the price of crude oil has increased by around 45% from the time the price of petrol and diesel was last set on November 4 2021 on paper the price of two fuels is decontrolled which means OMCs are free to decide the prices but over the last 4 months the government has clearly exercised complete control over the prices in doing so the governments have made crores on the taxes and cess while both the OMCs and consumers have suffered the burden this has worked in the favor of the government in not only shoring up the revenue and the ruling party's election efforts it also implies that As these losses accumulate in the books of the OMCs, it will be easier to sell them to the cronies like Vedanta or Adani at lower valuations. Privatization of BPCL has been in discussion for several years and is likely to be completed in 2022. The COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting lockdown had a devastating effect on jobs and incomes as millions of people lost their jobs in the early months of the crisis. As per the report of International Labour Organization, it wiped out some 81 million jobs in Asia and the Pacific. On the other side, sales in the real estate market, after a period of stagnation, are getting boosted up by the high net worth individuals and non-resident Indians. According to Anarok data, luxury property sales in India have increased since the outbreak of the pandemic. The proportion of luxury properties sold in overall residential sales in the top 7 Indian cities has increased by 3% from 7% in 2019 to 10% in 2021. In 2021, this number grew to about 23,700 units, while overall house sales fell slightly. The upward trend in sales continues with the sales share ranging from 10 to 12% in the last 5 months. On the infrastructure front, the total number of projects in the infrastructure sector were 11,174, of which national infrastructure program projects were 6,835, and which have now expanded to 9,335 projects, with the total envisaged investment of around 108 trillion between financial year 2020 to financial year 2025. With an expected capital outlay of 8.44 trillion, Tamil Nadu leads the way, followed by Andhra Pradesh, Maharashtra, Uttar Pradesh, Karnataka, and West Bengal. 71% of NIP's expected infrastructure investments are accounted for by only four infrastructure sectors, namely roads, electricity, water and sanitation, and railroads. 
Continuing its policy of monetization of national assets, the government earlier this month approved the setting up of National Land Monetization Corporation or NLMC. It would be a government-owned company with the sole purpose of monetizing surplus land of other government companies and agencies. It is under the administrative jurisdiction of the finance ministry with an initial authorized share capital of rupees 5000 crore and paid up share capital of 150 crore. The government in its selling spree seeks to hand over prime land to private players in the name of generating revenue. The central trade unions have condemned this move, saying that these land assets could very well be utilized for expansion and modernization of the PSUs. The PSUs have not only been adding substantially to the national exchequer, but are also crucial in enhancing the state capacity to cater to the needs of people. But a government married with the notorious philosophy to privatize the state-owned undertakings in favor of their corporate masters is not expected to be committed to such basic economic prudence, said Tapan Sain of CITU. It's disconcerting to see the government behaving more as a real estate agent. The central trade unions have decided to protest against the attitude of the government during the two-day general strike on 28th and 29th March. Apart from this, it also seems that NLMC would be stepping over the shoes of Deepam. In her 2021 budget speech, the finance minister announced the government's intent of privatizing two public sector banks apart from IDBI. Nirmala Sitaraman avoided any mention of bank strikes due to massive strikes and the upcoming elections. But with the election season coming to an end, the moves towards privatization have gathered stream again. Indian Overseas Bank and Central Bank of India appear to be the two banks chosen. While the government also tries to gauge investor interest in privatizing IDBI. It is reported that the finance ministry plans to request cabinet approval to amend the Banking Regulation Act 1949 soon. One of the changes under consideration is the expulsion of 20% cap on foreign investments in PSPs in these two cases. And the other could be a more lucrative voluntary retirement scheme to facilitate the layoffs that such a move would bring. The bank unions have already indicated that they will go on a strike on March 28th and 29th to oppose these measures that are against the interest of the ordinary citizens, their savings and aim at fundamentally transforming the public sector banks. With PSBs, the social obligations would now be replaced with profits alone. So that was all for this week. See you next week. Until then, keep listening to Yumi and the Economy.